everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. And this week, I am again joined by my friend Kayla. Um, we are talking Christmas movies. And this for this podcast, the two Christmas movies that we are talking about are Open by Christmas, starring Allison Sweeney, Brendan Elliott, and Erica Durance as well as My Christmas Family Tree, which stars Amy T. Garden, Andrew Walker, and James Tupper. Um, how did you like the, those two movies? Open yeah. by Christmas was a four. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I was so bored. I was like, uh, yeah, no, this movie, like, I think the plot line with her friend and everything was more entertaining than the pl- actual plot line of the Christmas card. I 100% agree. I, I was like, I just feel like they... The lead storyline should have been her best friend and um, her fiancé, her best friend, Simone and Jeremy, her fiancé and Anthony. Those three should have been the leads, not Allison and Brennan. Because honestly, I feel like they were only leads because of their names. Their plot line was like B plot line. It wasn't even in the... You know, there was more time. There was more time in the movie with the with Simone and Jeremy and Anthony than there was of Britta and Allison. And considering how hyped up and how much promotion this movie got, it was boring. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely think that the lead should have been Erica. Durance and yeah, Michael Carl Richards. Yes. Yeah, I would have. I honestly thought that Erica Durance and Michael Carl Richards would have been a better lead for this movie. Allison and Brennan was only lead by name, <laughs> not by storyline and not by um, airtime either. But anyway, yeah, and then so. My family Christmas tree was, it was good. I have to say it was good. It was good. Yeah, I liked it too. Uh, it was like a little slow in places, but it the, the ending really saved it for me. I was like, I know people are thinking, telling me that I'm overthinking the whole DNA thing. But considering well, that was pretty much the whole premise of the movie. Yeah. Well, see, I think they could have done without the the... I think part of the plot fell apart where they said that DNA was wrong or whatever. They could have yes. done without that part of the plot line and the movie would have worked. Exactly. I mean, why even introduce that without any kind of conclusion kind of thing? I mean, it's like, okay, yeah. so who, okay, so he, she's his daughter, but what was the mistake? <laughs> the person said that there was a mix-up. So the mix-up wasn't that she's his daughter. So what was the mix-up? Like, come on. <laughs> you, like, literally introduced that plot point halfway through the movie and then, like, left us hanging. Yeah, they didn't even finalize the plot line. Like, they just said, oh, here's a picture of her mom. Yeah, she really is his daughter. 
I'm like, um, hello, that, I thought that was your premise of the, never mind. it just, they could have done without that part of the plot line. <clears throat> I would have been, I, I jokingly said that they should, someone should call Maury. They're <laughs> 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 like, hey, Maury, we, we're having these DNA tests, thingamajigs, and he usually like tell us who the real father is. But, um, you know, somebody said, Maury does not belong in Hallmark. I'm like, hey, if, you're go- if you guys are going to talk about DNA stories, somebody got to call Maury. <laughs> Maury, <laughs> Maury has to be <laughs> But, but um, the dog in the movie reminded me of um, my Bridget. I had a dog. For those of you who um, didn't follow us on the Resident Rule Breakers, I had a dog named Bridget, and she was half Yorkie. And she looked, this dog looked almost like Mickey. Like there's a picture of her on my Instagram, KB Country 37 of Bridget and uh, in the Santa hat and everything. <laughs> she wore she wore clothes, but Bridget passed away the past just past July. And so a lot of emotions seeing the dog and I texted my dad I said, This dog in this movie reminds me of Bridget. And he just was like, Oh <laughs> But yeah, um, so anyway, let's start first with open by Christmas. Open by Christmas. Um, it's the okay. So Allison plays Nicole. She she goes home, um, finds out that her parents are gonna sell their home because they're both retiring now. She was there only for Thanksgiving at first, but her mom was like, "Hey, stay all throughout Christmas, right?" And she's like, well, I was only playing for like to stay for like a couple of days and didn't know you wanted us to stay for the whole month. And I put that on my nose, like, what is her job that she can stay away from for like a whole month? <laughs> I know, right? Like, I get two days at Thanksgiving and maybe three at Christmas. And that's the legit of how many days I get off at these holidays. OK, yeah. But like, can I have your job? <laughs> Seriously. Like, um, maybe she's, boss, maybe she's working from home. I have no idea. Maybe she's she didn't work at all throughout the movie. I know. I'm just like confused. I mean, unless she has that much paid time off and she's using it, I have no idea. For a whole month. <laughs> like from Thanksgiving to Christmas. That's like what, five weeks? four or five weeks depending on like when thanksgiving is anyway um she plays a cult and so like her fate her parents are moving and they um hire a real estate agent which who is derek played by brendan elliott and there's more to there's more link to him but um, Nicole's best friend is Simone, who is engaged, newly engaged to Jeremy, played by um, Michael Carl Richards. And she has a son named Anthony from a previous relationship. And I have to tell you, Jeremy, like, totally is the sweetest guy. He's so, so sweet. He's like really like I guess the dad Anthony's dad uh, uh like left the family or whatever. Mm-hmm. They only mentioned him once, but for those, you know, when they were unpacking 
Christmas ornaments or whatever. And um, Jeremy's, um, Anthony's dad walked out on the family. And um, when, Anth- when Jeremy proposed to um, Simone, one thing that Anthony was worried about was that he was going to walk out on them like he, you know, his dad did. But Jeremy is like totally taking on the dad role. He is like taking the boy to basketball games and, you know, playing one-on-one with him and giving him pointers and everything. It's just like the sweetest relationship ever. Because when you um, are in a relationship with someone who has a child, you are in a relationship with that child too. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I have a step-parent, so... Um, I get it. <laughs> I was the child, the child that needed a mom. <laughs> so. so Jeremy, so Simone has this dream house that she goes, she makes Jeremy drive by every time they're close to the house or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy buys the house as a surprise Christmas present for Simone and that is just the sweetest thing like dude just dropped all that money to buy her her dream home (laughs) and then they make it because it's right there at Christmas they they put the tree up and they decorate the fireplace and everything I thought it's like it's that's beautiful that's perfect you know yeah Um, but see the thing about it is keeping it all secret from Simone makes her left makes her feel left out so like what is so cool is that even though Jim, there's a like, you know, um, Simone and her mother-in-law had, were, she was kind of terrified of being alone with her mother-in-law because she thought that her mother-in-law didn't like her. Um, so, you know, they actually, be, you know, got close or whatever while the mother-in-law was there. And the mother-in-law um, called out Jeremy. It was like, look, you know, you can't just keep, de- does the house need to really be fully decorated or is it going to be less surprise? Is, is there, is it going to be less of a surprise or whatever? If, you know, you're, it, if it's not decorated, you know what I mean? Because Jeremy is 15. And th- this An- is Anthony, thing- Anthony, was uh, I'm sorry, Anthony is 15. And this is the thing that kept getting on my nerves is she kept saying that I have three more years with him before he leaves or whatever. So I'm like, what do you expect from him at 18 to forget you and never come back? Okay. Um, both of us are pretty close to at least one parent um, and still talk to them daily. Okay. Yeah. You, don't, you don't forget your parent, okay? <laughs> yeah, you don't like... You don't just randomly leave and never talk to them again at 18. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, at 18 years old, like, what what did you expect him to do? Move move out of your house and never come back ever? Why do you keep saying you have three more years with him? Do you expect him to, to die at 18? Because <laughs> he's 18. I mean, yeah, he's going to go off and have his own life, go to college, whatever. But he's still not going to forget mom. <laughs> Like when I went to college, I came home for Christmas. I came home every weekend because I lived. The college was right across town. Yeah, and my see, my dad worked at the university, so I saw him pretty much every day. Yeah. Then I and then I would go home. I lived in the dorm, and then I would go home on the weekend to do my laundry. 
So this flash to you parents of 15-year-olds or teenagers who are in high school and you guys are like worried that your kids are going to leave and never come back when they get to, when, they, when they're 18, uh, that is likely never going to happen. <laughs> so I, lived, no, I lived at home all the way through my 20s. So like, don't, don't, you don't, don't get, don't, don't start thinking to your head, like, I only have three more years with them. Like, what are you talking about? Unless, unless the kid is dying and somehow or another you have some kind of, like, you know, fortune-telling abilities you when your kid dies, you have more than three years with them. Anyway, that was my, that was my big complaint with, like, Simone. I was like, why do you keep having all these three years? <laughs> but anyway, um, so Nicole, Nicole also, this is like her storyline, which really bored the heck out of me. And this is why I think she should not have had the lead. Um, Nicole, like it was looking, was helping her mom, pack up her stuff or whatever and uh, they were looking through her high school awards because I guess she's a math elite and stuff and she looked through her calculus book and found an old Christmas card that somebody left in their Christmas card didn't sign it or anything but uh, quoted Romeo and Juliet <laughs> don't tell me what don't ask, don't ask hey, me. Romeo read. and Juliet's not a love story. It's a tragedy of epic proportions. So it's not even romantic. But anyway. Yeah, people seem to forget that. It's about like this two teenagers whose families are feuding and like they die. They commit suicide pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. It, it, it's, it's not happy by any means. Why do um, people think that that is like a romantic story? It's not romantic, no. But anyway, um, <laughs> so the card was left like in her junior year in high school or whatever, and the the few hints that they had was. Um, the, per- the person who wrote it was left-handed um, and that, what's her name? They call them good luck on some kind of game against Mount Pleasant, right? Or Mountain Point or whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Point, Mount Pleasant, somebody. And so anyway, um, Simone and Nicole assumed that it was a basketball team player. So they kind of, um, you know, look through the yearbook to see which what, which basketball player it could be or whatever. And you know, she goes to rate to to some of the guys who were on the team and ask them about this Christmas card, and nobody. They all look at her like it wasn't me. It was hilarious though. Because my favorite part of that whole sequence was when she. She approached one guy and he turned out to be gay. <laughs> she was like, Oh, so you were not the one who wrote the card. And he was like, Well, if your name wasn't Jeremy, <laughs> Jeffrey. 
but that was it. Anyway, um, come to find out, Jeremy was the one who wrote the card, but he wasn't the one who wrote it to some Nicole, which that whole thing was so confusing. He said his best, he wrote it for a friend because his handwriting sucked or whatever. And then refused to tell the girl who the guy is because he kept a promise. He kept a promise like what, 20 plus years ago. <laughs> at, at this point, just. I mean, just tail. She she hadn't seen. She never saw the card until that point, so she didn't even know it existed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there going like, "This is the this this goes back to uh, Christmas in Harmony." Remember, like the mom kept a promise to the dad all this year, all all these years to not tell the daughter what mm-hmm. the dad did. And I'm sitting there going like. Are y'all planning on keeping these promises till death do your part or something like what? It's, it's not a wedding vow. It's not a wedding vow. It's not a vow you give to a, a spouse in front of the Lord and everybody else. Uh, and those vows are- already proves that they were planning on keeping the secret past death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like. I mean, like, what the heck is going on with Hallmark and these actors? Like, I'm sorry, dude. But, um, so anyway, um, Derek is tried, sold Jeremy the dream house, and he's also selling, um, he's also finding Nicole's parents a new place. He's pretty much... He's pretty much the only real estate agent in that whole town, it feels like. <laughs> I mean, I live in a pretty small town, and there's quite a few real estate agents in this town, so. <laughs> but it feels like he's the only one, because he's like, all the bit, he's like, I know this person because I sold their house, or I helped them with their business, or something. So anyway, um, the only reason why... Nicole found out about the house that Jeremy bought is because her parents were looking at Jeremy's place, old place, as a possible place to move to. <laughs> but Jeremy can't move out of his place yet till after Christmas when, he, when they move to the new house. It's confusing. So anyway, but yeah, um, Derek found out about the card because I guess they they were at a um, Christmas concert or something, and Nicole dropped the card, um, and he was like, "Oh, what is this?" and whatever, and like was putting out card. Anyway, yeah. So long story short, Derek was the one who had a crush on. Nicole and he was not part of the basketball team he was part of the speech and debate team and Nicole like wished him good luck 22 years ago or whatever and they have a crush on each other and I guess they like each other now (laughs) I am so good that's 
that storyline was when Allison and Brennan just did not catch my attention. I did not like it. I was like, this is boring. The other storyline definitely had more premise for the movie. And I think, because Christmas is about family. So I think that they should have just done that and, you know, dealing with family and everything. I think that they made it a mystery, quote unquote, because it's not really a mystery. Um, Because Allison and Brennan have their own mystery series on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries called Hannah Swenson um, and Crossword Mysteries. So they were like trying to use their fame, I guess, um, for that. But it was just, it was boring. Yeah. And I wasn't invested in their love story. I didn't care. Like, the the only the funny part was her like you know trying to ask these guys if it was them that was funny but that was it there was like nothing and then um but yeah I was more invested in um, Jeremy Simone and Anthony I thought that I thought that was the cute storyline with them um, I loved how, like, like I said, Jeremy stepped up as the dad for Anthony. And um, I loved how, like, Jeremy's mom also was the one who, like, told him, hey, look, you can't, you, you're isolating Simone, you know, and this is family time. This is Christmas. This is the time for you to be together. And I get it. You want you're fixing up the house, but at the expense of being with your family, you know, being with the love of your life and stuff uh-huh. like that. So if there's a sequence, I would just like it to be sequel. I would just like it to be concentrated on them because I do not care about <laughs> Derek and Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. Yeah. Okay. So how many stars would you give that movie? Uh, like, a one and a half it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> I hated this movie. <laughs> I hate to say that because uh, yeah I just hate it <laughs> I would have given it I, I would give it two stars shoot I, I actually liked I actually liked the um like I, I would I like the storyline of Jeremy. No, I agree with you on that. It just, most of it was just overshadowed by this other storyline that I could care less about. Yes. And yeah. How about enough of it? I, get, I honestly think that they use Allison and Brennan as the names. You know what I mean? That's Yeah, name recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were not, they were not the stars of this movie. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give it to Erica Durant. She really did a good job. I know she was on Smallville, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Saving Hope, and what other? Yeah, I, I was looking through her IMDb. So she's got she's had she's a, and she's 
43. I did not know she was, she doesn't even look 43. No. She looks good for her age. And at first, like, because I hadn't looked at the IMDb page for this movie before. I knew Allison Sweeney was in it. And that's pretty much all I knew about this movie when I went into watching it. And then I was like, I recognize this. this one. And then I saw the IMDb page. And I was like, I, I know who she is now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, yeah. I hope that Erica actually has her own movie next time where she's the lead, where she's number one, not number two. I would or number three or whatever she is. I wouldn't even give Brennan number two in this movie. I know Allison was number one, but I wouldn't even give Brennan number two. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I'd give this one at least two stars. Okay, so the next movie that we are talking about is My Christmas Family Tree, starring Amy T. Garden, Andrew Walker, and James Tupper. Um, Amy T. Garden plays the character of Vanessa Hall. She is, she was she grew up, she had her mom died at a young age, when she was like nine years old, I believe mm-hmm. was what. She, she yes. said um, the only family that the closest family that she had was her grandparents who were in like care homes or whatever. Uh-huh. So she was put into foster care until she aged out at 18. So um, she didn't know who her biological father was all this time. She took a DNA test, you know, just to see what if she has any family out there, I guess, and came back to a match, a paternal match. And um, she was matched with Richard Hendricks, played by James Tupper. He's a 50-year-old veteran (laughs) kind of thing. And, um, you know, they meet and stuff. He didn't know he had a daughter either. No. Because, like, from what he understood, because he met Vanessa's mom, Trish, (laughs) (laughs) from just before he deployed. And then um, when he came back from deployment, she was gone. She never, he never heard from him. And even though he tried to look for her in a small area, Providence. Unless, like, there's another Providence. Providence, Rhode Island is pretty small. So he wasn't looking that hard. <laughs> no. And, and, of course, this is the day and age where social media doesn't exist. Yeah. So a little bit more difficult to, to find someone. Yeah. So then, um, anyway, he goes and, you know, he did, so it, it was funny though. I knew, it was funny though because he was putting up lights and Christmas decorations or whatever. When he got the text that I'm your daughter, he goes and falls off the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not exactly the right time to get that text <laughs> that I am your daughter <laughs> or you're my father or whatever. But anyway. Um, I, the, so they meet and, you know, 
it's kind of cute. They have like, oh, hi, how are you kind of thing. Um, Ra, Richard invites Vanessa over for Christmas. Um, he has a wife and three kids. His wife's name is Pauline. Um, three kids are Caitlin, Aiden, and Amelia. Um, he invites Vanessa home to have spend Christmas with the family and stuff. She's like, she lives in New York. He lives in Connecticut. She was like, I don't have a car and I have a dog. He was like, oh, I have a family friend that can come pick you up and you guys can drive together to Connecticut or whatever. And the family friend is Christopher played by Andrew Walker. So anyway, but um, Christopher's dad also is a vet and from what and he said that Richard and his dad worked together and his dad also credited Richard for saving his life. But anyway, uh, the dog's name is Mickey. It's like yeah. a Yorkshire Terrier mix. Yep. Reminds me of my Bridget. Yep. It was pretty much, a, she was half Yorkie, half Chihuahua, but she looked like a Yorkie. <laughs> yeah. And so... Um, also, I want to talk about there is a small, small sighting for like that lasted like 10 seconds of another Hallmark star, Tyler Hines in the movie. He was the guy who like gave them coffee and dirt when they went <laughs> stop at the, yeah. But anyway, at first the kids were like, I don't know this girl. <laughs> how are we related she's my sis sister and everything else and they were like apprehensive about it I love the um, little speech that Pauline gave about like she doesn't care about halves your sisters you know what I mean yeah it's kind of like in my family we're so blended I don't have a biological sibling um, yeah. but I have, when you hear me say sister, she's my stepsister, but to me, she's not my stepsister. She's my sister. Yeah. So blood or not, we're still siblings. Uh, that's the way I see it. So. Yep. I 100% agree. And I mean, my foster parents are the same way. I call them mom and dad and my brother, my brother and my sister as well. So. The only, way, the only reason why I say foster is to kind of distinct them from my biological family. Yeah, see, like, I have a bio mom, and I still see my bio mom, but my my stepmother, who I still call, who I call mom, by the way, is is more of my mom, so. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, over time, Vanessa gets close with her siblings. I mean, they... She takes one of them shopping for a, a dance recital dress thing, dancing dress, uh, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, the younger sister, Amelia, took some getting, <laughs> took more time, but she she had a solo coming up for Chris, at a Christmas pageant uh, to sing away in a major. And like Vanessa kind of helped her get over stage fright. 
And the little boy was won over because of the dog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the dog was cute. I don't blame him. <laughs> he was adorable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so this is where the DNA company calls and tells her, your results have been mixed up with another Vanessa Hall and stuff like that. They did, they did not... The voice, but I, I watched the movie again this morning and I wanted to listen specifically to what the voicemail was saying, right? What the voicemail was saying. They never said exactly what was the mix-up. They just said, your, mix, your results were mixed up with another Vanessa Hall, which Vanessa then assumed and I think rightfully so, because <laughs> I mean, like, there's no what what other mix-up could there be, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Is that she's not related to this family, so like, she go she spends all you know all she stays there till Christmas Eve, and Christmas Eve is when she's introduced to the rest of the family, including the grandmother, cousins, aunts nephews brother sister <laughs> everyone let's just put it like the whole extended family yeah it looked like 20 30 40 people in that house <laughs> i have members of that when i go to see my my bio mom's family yeah that family is huge so yeah yeah, yeah. and so then um he goes and so then as they taking family pictures she drops the bob that she's not related to any of them or whatever and so then her best friend Dee Dee picks her up and they go back home to New York and uh, the kids are confused like you know she I don't care if she's related to us or not you know she doesn't have anybody for Christmas why not just have her come and I feel like the kids have a better uh, understanding of this than the adults because like I mean I, they didn't kick her out they did uh, not kick Vanessa out yeah they were not telling her you know you need to leave because you're not related they never ever thought in their minds that well anything bad or anything like that yeah. which I think is a testament to the family because it could have been they could have easily thought that oh you know you just came you do all this all this time you're like trying to like a fraud or whatever so you know some crazy stuff like that yeah but they they never she left on her own kind of thing but uh the kids were like you know let her stay let her come back we don't care if she's related to us or not she's our sister and i'm like oh that is so sweet <laughs> but anyway um chris goes um also it's like well we're we're jumping around here but chris has about feelings also for vanessa but uh and what's that the weirdest part is he goes and asks richard if he's allowed to date her or whatever so I'm like like it's not a i understand marriage but you're not even there. You're at, you're asking him for his thoughts on dating. 
like is it that that's old? some old-fashioned stuff there uh you know that's you know it's not up to the parents who you who you date i understand i do i'm with you on that the asking <laughs> marriage thing marriage is a different problem but um yeah anyway um so he goes but like after Vanessa leaves, he's like, okay, so what happens now? We're like together, you know, with us or whatever. So Richard is like, dude, this doesn't affect you and Vanessa. We can see that you guys have feelings for each other. Go to her or whatever. And so Christopher did. But then um, Richard goes through the shoe boxes of pictures for uh, Vanessa's mom, and he finds one picture of this woman that looks exactly like Vanessa. It flips over the card and says Patricia Hall or whatever. And this dude, <laughs> the guy is so hilarious. He knew the girl, he knew Vanessa's mom as Patty. She knew him. Vanessa knew her as Trish. It only took me like two seconds to realize her name, the mother's name must be Patricia then. But it took the guy like the whole movie <laughs> to get back. <laughs> and she was like, and he, she showed the picture to his family like, oh, look, she looks exactly like Vanessa. <laughs> and so they go to New York and they see Carol's outside of her window or whatever. And um, she's like, what are you doing here? And she shows him the picture and he shows her the picture. It's like, and she's like, yeah, that's my mom. And they realize that their father and daughter or whatever. And happily ever after, Chris also comes and they kiss. But anyway, yeah, that's where it's the story like. And this is where I, we talked about this already, but what the heck is up with the DNA stuff? Like, I get doing the DNA test, but the, we swapped your records, this might not, no. At that point line, I know they needed to add some drama in there somewhere, but they could have done it in a different way. If they had, I don't mind so much, oh, there's a mix-up or whatever. If they had kept that story alive, I would, I would have been okay with her not being related to them, but them saying you're still family anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because yeah. that's within the character that they've developed for this family of like who cares about blood, your family, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, like they. I would have been okay with him not even having found the picture of her mom and like just go to her house and be like, hey, look. And saying, um, hey, look, you're, you don't care about blood. You're your family to us or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like the storyline kind of fell apart when they said, oh, no, no, she, she is his daughter after all. Yeah. Then what's the point of the mix up? Yeah. What is the mix up then? Yeah. What mix-up is there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone said to me that um, they mixed up the nationalities because she's Norwegian and her when they did a DNA test or whatever, Norwegian, Norway wasn't listed as one of the countries. And I'm sitting there going, okay, but... They actually say in the movie they mixed her up with another person that had the same name. Yeah, and also, like, 
so the the nationalities are based on her DNA, which we later found out is matched with him. So how is the nationalities the mix up and not the DNA part? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and by the way, guys, there's so, like you're if you're from Europe, like myself, uh, you you have so many nationalities mixed in with everything because of the fact that there's so many breeding so much breeding from other countries that you're from so many different countries at that point that you can't tell which one's which at that point so sorry guys yeah it was i mean i'm I'm part german part british part irish part swiss so yeah come on guys i I don't even know it's the whole european continent yeah exactly (laughs) but that yeah i would have been just happy with a Either there was no DNA mix-up or anything like that at all. Or B, if there was no DNA mix-up, and he was and he and he just goes there and says, You're my daughter anyway. Who cares? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like I agree. Now we're just sitting here going, What's the mix-up? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Like, yay, they're family and they get happy ending, but what the hell happened with the DNA? <laughs> so, but anyway, um, how many stars would you give this one? Uh, I, I give it a, like a three and a half. Yeah, why? Yeah, uh, the, mainly because of the, the part of the plot line that really fell apart. Otherwise, it was a good story, had good chemistry, uh good acting and enjoyable it, the dog was adorable uh, <laughs> hey i i also give it like three three and a half stars mostly because um i love amy amy's such a great actress and i do i i did like the family storyline the kids were cute um andrew is a good actor or whatever but i <laughs> I I hate that DNA storyline. I get to try to make it like try new storylines here, but that was just like a big drop off. <laughs> yeah, it, it fell through on that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's it for these for this podcast. This is a really this is actually pretty short. <laughs> uh, the next week is going to be busy for both of us a cup um we will be dropping another podcast in a couple of days which will be about um a holiday in harlem and one december night y'all like one december night had me crying (laughs) one december night like I thoroughly enjoy that movie and we'll get more into it in the next podcast but like uh, good movie oh my god like that was so good and like I never Holiday thought- in Harlem was fantastic Holiday in Harlem was awesome but I'm I, 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 like now I want some macaroni and cheese I'm not gonna be satisfied the southern style <laughs> macaroni and cheese that I like seriously it makes me want to ask my stepmother when she gets the time to make it and I'm not gonna get it next week because um we're eating takeout 
Well, my question to you is: Do you put? I'll, a, I'll, I'll get it for Christmas. Do you put a crunchy top on your macaroni and cheese? You just put cheese on top. Like I was talking when we were when they were doing the macaroni and cheese scene, I was like, I hope can do they have crunchy top on their macaroni and cheese? And someone said no. I'm like. Why everybody has crunchy tops on the macaroni? You can cook it so the cheese like starts like burning. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's what my stepmother don't. does. She's like black people don't put crunchy top on their macaroni. <laughs> I'm like it looked like it was a crunchy top on that mac and cheese. But anyway, um, yes, holiday in Harlem was awesome. But seriously, y'all, I by the end of that movie, I wanted some macaroni and cheese. <laughs> My favorite food, and my stepmother knows it's one of the only things I'll eat <laughs> Thanksgiving. That and her dressing. It's so funny because uh, the scene where, like, uh, Olivia Washington, you know, like the all the whole all of the people were lined up giving them dishes of food all over Twitter. They're like, there were people like nobody's gonna sit out on the stoop in the middle of winter in new york <laughs> for people like you know to give them food i'm like who are you talking to i would <laughs> like all that food i would totally be there eating it i'd be there i'd have a table in front of me with a knife and a fork ready to <laughs> i mean yeah it's cold but if you're from new york you're used to the cold so you're yeah. used to dealing with it yeah Anyway, um, so that is later on this week. And then another, then the big podcast that's coming up also that we're going to be doing on Wednesday is with Nikki Deloach. I'm so excited about that one. Yeah, we, we got a confirmed interview with Nikki uh, for her movie that will air on, was it Saturday night? Saturday. Saturday night. Um. Hint, called, we've, already, um, hint, we've um, already seen it. Five more minutes. Yeah. We've already I've seen it like three times. <laughs> I want to rewatch it uh, so bad. I just don't have time right now. But um, it's really good. We can't say more than that right now. Um, I watched really- it with my mother, and I was expecting my mother to cry. She's just sitting there going, What happened? Who's that? Wait, I'm sitting there going. And, and the song for that movie is based off. Um, Scotty McGrew, who won American Idol, yep. country singer from North Carolina, where they based his movie, actually. Yeah. Um, he's from North Carolina. So he's a Carolina he's boy. His grandfather. He wrote it about his grandfather. Yep. Yep. So. So um, Nikki's, we're going to be talking to Nikki on Wednesday, which is fun. Um, for those who don't know, Nikki's dad passed away earlier this year so we mentioned that when we watched taking the reins yeah yeah we're gonna talk about that impact also as well on this movie um but also um we are gonna we're likely gonna be talking to her again in december because she has a she wrote a movie that comes out december 18th called time for christmas for keeps and her her writing partner also wrote taking the reins and i i interviewed her taking with taking the reins and me and her writing partner have been talking about um talking again together 
for Christmas for Keep. So this is going to be the first of two interviews with Nikki Nathanwood <laughs> <laughs> this year. Um, anyway, we have so much stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. We're not even done yet. I mean, remember, next week is Thanksgiving. And there Which are six movies. Yes. I don't know how we're, we're going to survive. Uh, and not only that, we still have um, our other podcast that we do about the resident. Resident's yeah. still process of airing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it airs until December seventh. Um, we will go into a hiatus, but so we're busy. <laughs> I know it's just crazy. Anyway, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Tashi, uh, I mean, see you guys in a couple of days. Um, Tashi, out later. Bye.